Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast from Nashville, Tennessee, the music city. And you know what? This is th- These broadcasts all week long while we're in Nashville have been made possible by two really incredible organizations, C12MusicCity.com, the C12 guys here, Dewey and Dwayne and Trent have made it possible for us to They've arranged interviews and Lipscomb University. Their Center for Business as Mission has given us their round their their round table, their conference table to talk around. You can find out more about them at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. Martha, before we get into our conversation, why don't you tell people how they can connect with us? Well, Jim, there's so many different ways. Um, you know, we love the fact that technology allows people to stay connected. We know people are listening in their car on radio or um, maybe later on a podcast. Um, we just want to encourage you to go to our website, which is iworkforhim.com. I work the number for him. Dot com. And there they can find out what all those f- platforms are, whether it's their favorite podcast platform, um, our phone number, we have a listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And um, just encourage people to give us a call. Let us know if there's if this has spurred something in their heart that they want to share or made them think of somebody else who uh, maybe has a workplace testimony that they want to get us connected to. That's just one of the many ways they can reach us. 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Okay, as I said, C12 Group, right here in Nashville, C12MusicCity.com, has made this possible by arranging a whole bunch of really great interviews, and, and I'm excited for them to share you, but I just want to just say, you know, I've told it before, I've said it before, but it bears mentioning because my experience is not different from the experience of the average Christian business person. When I was 22, we joined, Martha and I joined a small little church, and I became good friends with two deacons who were successful business people. They literally told me, business is business and church is church. They don't have anything to do with each other, so just make a lot of money and give it to the church maybe serve on a committee well today we have one man who's going to tell you the exact opposite and he's going to tell you about a university that can train you how to be a christ-centered business owner but i'm going to let Dwayne murray do the introduction Dwayne, you're a c12 chair here in nashville tennessee that's right is that a fun job it is an extremely fun job very rewarding it's my top 10 percent the things i get to do are the things that i do better than anything else and we're going to hear more about C12 Music City in a little bit, but I wanted you to hear Dwayne Murray's voice as he has worked really hard to put together all the shows for Martha and I here in Nashville. Dwayne, why don't you introduce our guest today? Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. So I'm grateful to be able to have the opportunity to be in this room. This room is the uh, Center for Business Missions at uh, Lipscomb University, and we have that opportunity because... Uh, Dr. Eldridge, who's the Dean of the College of Business here at Lipscomb, introduced me to Rob Touchstone. Rob is the director for this program and ministry within uh, Lipscomb, and uh, I'm excited about 
what what they're able to do here and the connections they're able to make and so, Rob, thank you for hosting us, and thank you for having us here today. And thanks for the amazing lunch. I mean, Alexandria, she is your she's working alongside you. She did a great job providing lunch today. And, and what was the name of the barbecue place we had today? Martin's Barbecue. Martin's Barbecue. Another free plug right here, and I work for him. If you are in Nashville, anywhere in this music city, Martin's Barbecue would be a place to go. And anybody who has listened to the show in the past knows that we have just, you know, really scored very well because we got barbecue in Nashville. So it doesn't get much better than that. We pretty much have eaten barbecue across the country the last year. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Rob Touchstone, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. I'm thrilled for us to be able to be a host uh, of your program and to be on your show today. Thank you. All right. We're going to talk all, you're very welcome. We're going to talk all about the Center for Business's mission, but we always ask this question of every guest. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? You know, I've known about Christ almost my whole life, so I can remember being in church, sitting on the, on the pew with the family as far back as I can remember. But for me, following Christ became something that happened more probably around when I was a student here at Lipscomb as an undergrad student. When I moved from knowing about Christ, which I, you know, I, I was certainly someone that knew the facts and the information, but when I was here, I felt like I was invited into his story, given a role, and invited to do something that was uh, that required more out of me than just to know about him, but to know him, and that was um, to surrender my life fully in being a disciple, um, which meant going wherever he were to lead me. So how old were you then when you, when you decided you were, you were all in at this? So I was about 20. Um, I was a student at, uh, at a college in Marietta, Georgia, where I was studying computer science. And for some reason, it came over me so strongly. Uh, I mean, I would say providentially came over me so strongly that I was not in the right career for what I was gifted in. And so I felt this calling to stop what I was doing, to drop my classes and to transfer to Lipscomb University. I didn't know really why or what was here. But I made that transition. Um, I remember almost crying on the way here, thinking, this is going to change my life forever. It was scary, but joyous at the same time. And when I got here, I was able to discover that calling for my life, which mm-hmm. was a career at that, at that stage, I was being prepared for a career in youth ministry, uh, which would lead me into a career uh, as a next step toward uh, business as mission. I just wonder, Martha, what would have happened if I had listened to the voice of God when he told me, Jim, you're not really a programmer. So the whole computer science thing. Rob, one of the things I really want to do is hear more about Lipscomb University's Center for Business's mission. Why don't you first tell us about the center, the whole school of business? I mean, you, you're, this is a pretty neat school. So just talk about the school of business and then talk about the division that you're in charge of. So our College of Business is very focused on training all of our business students to embrace the values and virtues of Jesus. And that might sound really obvious from a Christian university to do that, but we've made a very intentional decision that we're not just going to train up business leaders. We want them to not just practice ethics, but we want them to realize how uh, an understanding of Jesus can inform the way that they do business. And so we teach principles um, that are real-world business principles, but at the same time, couple that with how do you live out your faith in the business world. So as part of that, um, I was brought on board three years ago to create and establish a center for business as mission, which is an effort for students that want to go deeper in their faith journey and to advance, uh, to feel like they're advancing the kingdom of God through the avenue of business, We offer a minor that students can get in business as mission, and then we offer opportunities for students to engage in using their business skills to equip and empower others. So for example, we have students that will use their business education, their entrepreneurial skills, 
to go and teach um, those in developing areas how to break a poverty cycle by starting their own business. Uh, so students are using their education uh, to impact others. Um, we put students in mentoring relationships with uh, entrepreneurs who are engaged in social uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, we teach students how to think about uh, poverty, how to break cycles, um, and how to, whether it be in the boardroom or to find a place globally where they can serve to do this in the name and the glory and the kingdom of God. Wow, okay, that was like a bulldozer full of just incredible information. We're going to have to parse through that during the show because that's, that's just awesome to understand. So how many, what kind of business degrees, when somebody graduates from Lipscomb, what kind of business degrees will, can they graduate from? With? So, so they can focus uh, in several areas, marketing. Okay. Um, they can focus on management. They can focus on accounting or finance uh, and entrepreneurship. So whichever they choose, again, we're showing them how they can do that through uh, the lens of the kingdom of God. So they so. almost have like a Bible minor when they walk out of here, or they just have a lot of Bible emphasis? What's it look like? So because we're a Christian university, we offer, uh, students have to take a minimum of 15 hours of Bible classes. So they're going to naturally get a theological um, education while they're here. But in business as mission, we're integrating another layer of theology into that. So we offer classes, for example, we offer a specific business class called business as mission. And so in that, they're going to take a deeper theological look at things like money, uh, stewardship, um, how we use our business skills to impact others. And so it's a deeper dive theologically into the business world. I, I, I just can't, I, we got to make sure people know how to find this school because it is, I, I know it sounds like a great kept secret. We got to tell more people about it. No, everybody in Nashville knows about it, but we got to let people know all across the country. How do people find out about Lipscomb on the, on the internet? Easiest way is just to go to lipscomb.edu. And from there, you can navigate uh, to our College of Business. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can navigate even further to our Center for Business as Mission. Read a little bit more about what we offer. And that's Lips comb.edu forward slash I, 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 everybody's laughing like if they're from here they know how to spell it but most people don't lipscomb.edu forward slash business that's right so they can find the college of business because i did navigate the website a little bit and just it's not that difficult to to find your way around and to learn a little bit about it so one of the things that i'm excited for our listeners to hear is the fact that um you know we often know that we have a bend towards marketing or um finance and that's what we want to do but yet feel like there's something deeper or something um, more specific that God wants us to do with that and so what we are just loving uncovering is the fact that this is a school that sees that those can happen hand in hand yes you might um, get an education through the College of Business in finance but learning about this whole concept of business as mission and I just want to step back for a minute and can we talk about what business as mission is because a lot of people may not have ever heard it before I mean um, you know and I know BAM is the short for that so can you speak to that a little bit yeah it works out great that BAM is the short for that because we like to call that the holy collision of business and mission and the impact there is that we're able to harness the discipline of business and theology and bring those worlds together. So whereas, you know, in the past, they may have been thought of, of having opposite trajectories because it has often been taught and thought that business was about um, maybe self-preservation or using profit for self or growing your own kingdom or empire or, uh, empire or growing uh, wealth only. Um, 
And then mission was about giving away. We're saying, what would happen if you harnessed those two things, if you lived at the intersection of those two things and created sustainable models of mission and impact? And business is the perfect avenue to do that. Okay, you say you talk about Jesus here, okay, and, and business at the same time. Why is it that Christ followers, I'm going to just say, I'm going to use the word that Christian word. Why is it that Christians have such a hard time connecting Jesus to business? Do you have any idea? It seems that they've just, they've lived in compartments because for the most part, it, whether to me, whether it's business or other things, you know, we've compartmentalized our work. And so we're just having a healthy theology of work. But I would say, especially with business, because business immediately, a lot of people think of money. And our first thought about money goes to Jesus's words uh, that, that sometimes seem very dangerous when we think about Jesus and money, because Jesus says a lot about money and possessions and talks about selling possessions and not becoming obsessed or possessed uh, by those possessions. Okay, so here, here's a question, because here's a hot button for me. <clears throat> In the Bible that I read, it talks about, how, you know, let me just ask this question. Dwayne Murray, C12 chair here at C12 Music City. How do they describe how do they describe Jesus in, he, he was Jesus the what? In the New Testament. What the rabbi, they, the teacher. Before that. Before or, that. They, they call Jesus, he was the. He, I'll help you. The carpenter. carpenter. Okay. He, they didn't know where you were <laughs> going. Yeah, but sorry. You haven't been married to him for button. 32 years. I didn't know the hot so button. you got to give me a cue. Jesus. No, the okay. carpenter. He, he was the son of the carpenter of Nazareth. Jesus right. the carpenter. I mean, that was his reputation. Worker. He was a worker. Yes. Well, like, but, okay, for how many years did he spend as a carpenter, and how many years did he spend as an itinerant preacher? That was a question. Thirty. Well, about probably, thirty years is a uh, well in his career. Yeah, you got to think. Growing up as a carpenter's years. son, he's going to be yeah. He was yep. he was sweeping dust. Before Twenty years. He, yeah, or probably even longer. He was probably yeah. cleaning up the garbage. Okay, so it, at Lipscomb University, how often do you talk about this? Is just one of my highlights. How often do you talk about the fact that Jesus was a small business guy and had a phenomenal reputation in the marketplace? Because without that he never would have been a successful itinerant preacher. So our theological trajectory here goes all the way back to beginning with God's intent for creation. So we talk about Adam and Eve being co-tenders or co-creators, in a sense, of the garden. And mm-hmm. this, was a, this was, maybe you wouldn't call that a business, but this was a vocational mm-hmm. calling, in a sense, sure. because it was a partnership with God. And then leading all the way through the Old Testament story up to Jesus, you see that God's calling is an invitation to partner with him. And Jesus models that for us in his coming to earth and living that out as a carpenter. But to me, just as important as one who is engaged in culture, mm-hmm. and who is engaged with community around him. Jesus was not a, uh, a preacher who lived in a church office and who was isolated, but he was engaged with those around him. He was also, I mean, he's, he's on the move, he's on the go, he's telling stories that are very, very clear that he understands agriculture, he understands trade, he understands market. And then you make the same movement toward the Apostle Paul, who is clearly could be described as a teacher, perhaps even a a traveling rabbi himself. But what is Paul? He's a tent maker who is earning his living and who is engaged in the marketplace. We emphasize a lot that why does Paul talk about the kingdom of God in the marketplace? It's because he knows the marketplace. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going to go into the marketplace just to learn from them, but he knows the marketplace himself. So when he's in the marketplace, he could easily engage uh, in conversation about ROI and marketing and trade, and he's fully engaged in that world and that industry. 
All right, we're talking with Rob Touchstone from Lipscomb University Center for Business as Mission. And this is made possible because Dwayne Murray uncovered Rob by talking with Dr. Eldridge, who's the dean of the School of Business right here at Lipscomb University. And this was only a couple weeks ago you made this connection. Yeah, we, we, it was a pretty short, short turnaround to, uh, hey, we've got these folks coming from I work for him. And you guys have this amazing Center for Business as Mission. Is there some way we can work together? And Rob and those guys offered to... To be the host. But this is like finding that pearl of great price. Yeah. You're like, wow, this is sitting right here in the field. We have got to let the world know about it. So, Rob Touchstone, here's here's my question for you. We got listeners all over the country. In fact, we have listeners all over the world. And we just got reached out to somebody from Malaysia reached out to us. Where do pe- Can people connect with the Center for Business's mission remotely over the Internet? So they can connect with us through Twitter um, on at Lipscomb uh, COB and okay. follow us there and keep up with some of the things that are happening in our College of Business. Okay. Um, we have resources online on our website as well, um, and we some of our classes are also offered online. What we would love, though, to, to push out there is that if you're looking for a place to come and study as a discipline business that's going to allow you or equip you to uh, practice that business for and with the kingdom of God, um, this is the place where we can train you to do that. We offer a minor in business as mission, and then we offer a fellowship program and lots of engaging global opportunities to practice. What do you mean by that? Engaging global opportunities to... And you said practice several times. This is good. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you the quick rundown on how we do this. So we introduce students to this very subtly in an introduction to entrepreneurship class. Uh, Even in this room, you might look around and see some checks on the wall for five or six thousand dollars. Uh, some display checks. Those are profits that are generated by students who learn business by doing. So they start their own businesses in the class, they get into teams, and they they generate uh, profit. That profit is used as seed capital for global, aspiring global entrepreneurs who may be on the margins and may not know much about business, but they have an idea or a skill set, but yet living in poverty. So we introduce students to this concept of business as mission by saying, the profit you generate in this class is then going to be seed capital for, and we point them toward where this is going to go. We introduce them usually through a Skype conversation mm-hmm. to, um, for example, we've partnered with some entrepreneurs in a developing uh, poor part of Jamaica um, and also in Nairobi. And we tell the students this profit uh, that you've generated is going to become seed capital that then you can also go on an experience and teach the business skills that you've learned in this class to help them to rise up out of a a situation that they might be in and you're going to not only you've not only raised or earned the capital but now you can go and teach uh, some of the principles that you've learned some of that happens from afar we'll build private facebook pages where they can mentor from afar um, and some go directly we just had uh, five of our students get back from kenya after working with um, three of our young ladies worked with uh, female entrepreneurs in Malindi, Kenya, and two of our young men uh, worked with six uh, business owners in Nairobi. Uh, again, teaching them the skills they learned here um, on how to how to successfully run a business. So explain in words what part of that you see as business as mission. So business as mission is a fairly broad term because mm-hmm. business is a, the discipline of business is broad in that particular way, this is using entrepreneurship to empower others. One of the greatest ways to break a poverty cycle is to teach a business skill. Um, For example, we've worked with um, a a few people in Jamaica who were living in a very, very poor parish who had an idea, who had a skill, but didn't have the the capital or the the business uh, acumen to do it. Mm -hmm. 
the students came alongside them and taught entrepreneurial skills uh, to advance upon their technical skills. And instead of leaving them with just a prayer that says, we wish you well, they left them with a business. And more than just a business idea, they actually left them with a business. So we, we had stores open, uh, whether it was a side of the road cook shop or uh, someone who started an art business out of his wheelchair, uh, out of broken glass, uh, just meeting them where they were and using mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Business's mission is broader than that, though. Mm-hmm. So it's not just entrepreneurship. Um, we have... Uh, accounting students that are helping to maximize the impact by going and teaching, you know, how do you really look at a spreadsheet and and look at how do you manage this business and look at your expenses carefully. So um, whether it be entrepreneurship, finance, accounting, learning to market, um, it's a broad field Mm -hmm. uh, that you can get into specifically. Lipscomb University, Lipscomb University, how do you say it? How do you say it? Lipscomb. 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 Yeah. He's just afraid nobody will know how to spell it. Yeah, it's really easy to say it, but not as easy to spell it when you do it that way. Dwayne Murray, C12, you uncovered this, this, this pearl, this little, this really neat place where people can actually learn business as mission, learn how to practice their skills while in school. How great will this be for your C12 members to find out about for their kids? Yeah. And, and also just making the connection too. I mean, Lipscomb's inviting a lot of the businesses in our community in to be able to be a part of the, the education process, but to be able to show students Look, here are business leaders in our community who are walking out faith through their business. And so that's some of the vision that Rob and I have talked about is just the opportunity that some of these business leaders can be examples of, you know what, this wasn't just a concept that I thought about in school. It's something I'm actually walking out of my business life. And that idea of mentors, Rob Touchstone, you mentioned that you try to match up your students with mentors. So now you're going to have a whole new chain of mentors you can feed into. I mean, that's fantastic because that's something that's missing in the body of Christ today. Mentors and disciples, people to feed their lives into one another. Well, and then, you know, not to mention too, you know, I'm hopeful, right? They're they're producing students who want to get out of the workforce. Now, some of them will go start their own businesses and do those things, but some of them are looking for companies that are looking to honor Christ with their entire business, with their entire lives. And so it becomes a great segue for those students to consider, you know, there may be a, there may be a business right here in this market that they can connect with. Or, you know, take the not-for-profit side. Some of these guys that are going to come out of these business programs are going to go work somewhere in the world and do some in, impactful things in other markets, and they're looking for business partners mm-hmm. who are looking for something like that to participate in. And so I think there's just a lot of synergy that the more Rob and I talk, the more we just kind of, Got a little giddy and just said, okay, we need to take the first step. Yeah, first (laughs) step. Let's do a radio show. That's that's right, yeah. All right, so Rob Touchstone, you mentioned in the last segment that you teach real-world business principles here at Libscom and as part of the business as mission and as part of the greater business, school of business. What are some of those practical things you're teaching? So we take the discipline of business very seriously. So this is not some kind of watered-down, touchy-feely, theological-only effort. So what I love about the integration of business and mission is that they're fully, full-fledged um, disciplines that have to be studied in each category, but then the integration also is almost like a third discipline. So we teach everything that a student would need to know, or, or in our effort, obviously you can't teach everything they need to know, but you, we teach them as best we can what they need to know to go out and practice business within their discipline. So we are putting them through rigorous academic courses that it's, that's, that it's going to put them... Okay, I want specifics. Give me a couple of real specifics that you're teaching. Some, two, a couple of things that people are going to walk away with. When they walk away with a degree from Lipscomb here in the School of Business, what are two really cool things they're going to learn? They're going to have a healthy framework for 
how to engage in the marketplace when it comes to entrepreneurship. If they're going to be an entrepreneur, they're going to know how to market products. They're going to know how to uh, account, uh, do account, great accounting mm-hmm. and finance. They're going to have a really good grasp of the principles that they need in the business world. At the same time, they're going to be able to see how that integrates with their faith fully. So not just ethically, like you'll do business with a, with a healthy ethic, Mm-hmm. but how do you use the impact that business can create? So, for example, that might be that you're an entrepreneur who wants to practice within the kingdom of God. How would you then start and run a business that is going to use profit to create impact? How would you? How would that inform the way that you would hire? How would that inform the way you would treat your employees? How would that inform the way you tell the story of your product? Um, and as an example of that, I mean, much of marketing is it's telling great stories of what is happening in your business and how that then reflects the kingdom of God. So those are some of the specific ways that in the integration of businesses and mission that you can then live that out. So let me ask a question because I want to, I guess I've always thought of businesses mission as someone does a business as a cover of going into another country to, to befriend that culture and share the gospel. Is that the is that one definition of it, or is is it is it something different? And do I need to maybe change my thinking because I think that's how it's been presented to me? So that is a form that has been practiced. It's actually not a very healthy form of mm-hmm. business uh, for business for mission and business as mission can be pretty different because sometimes people use business as a cover for mission mm-hmm. to gain access to a closed access nation. Mm-hmm. Um, Studies, very specific studies, have shown that that oftentimes creates more harm than good because it creates distrust. Okay. And so a much healthier model is to go in as a legitimate business that is going to um, be able to gain access to a nation specifically because of the kind of business that you are as a, uh, a credible product, credible business, and then to in the way that you have uh, possible uh, to you to then practice a discipling relationship that might mean that you're not using Jesus in every sentence mm-hmm. um, as you as you seek to mentor and as you seek to hire, as you create jobs. Um, a really good study was shown. Mark Russell, uh, who wrote the book, The Missional Entrepreneur, did a study in Thailand over three years showing that there was a 48 to 1 more uh, conversion ratio with businesses that went in, not as a cover for mission, but went in and practiced legitimate business and then just lived out their faith naturally in the workplace and loved people toward the kingdom of God experienced a 48 to one more uh, conversion ratio than those that went in as a cover and then tried to secretly preach at their employees. Hmm. So then how, um, I just, I just want to make sure people kind of see this because I, you know, you're taking it, you said you're, you're, you introduce it very subtly and help the students really grasp this whole concept and practice it and practice it. So, Another form of it is like what you said, where they go in and they they teach the locals in that community how to do business better and learn the finances of it, learn the economics of it, learn the purchasing practices of that so that they can stay in their own community and thrive, right? Yeah, so it really is, a lot of it is about equipping and empowering those that you're working with to not be dependent upon you. So a big, pr- uh, a big principle of business's mission is sustainability. So moving beyond short-term efforts mm-hmm. and moving towards sustainability by equipping, empowering others 
rather than creating any form of dependency. Because one of the things I've always thought of, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on a roll right go, now. Go, so roll away. I've always thought, why is it that we Americans don't live like business as mission? Mm. That, that I don't run my business. I don't start my business for the purpose of being missional. And, you know, I think that there, we think we, we can only do that in other countries, that it's only for the purpose of missions. And, I, and so that's something internally I've wrestled with because we, you know, how can we um, better do that within our own businesses? So do you also equip the students for that? Yeah, so it's just as much of a local focus as it is global. Okay. So typically when we're talking about a global effort, it's going to be teaching entrepreneurial skills mm-hmm. that then will also translate to if someone were to grasp that, open a business, well, then they're creating jobs. And so now you're impacting poverty by job creation mm-hmm. and you're impacting an economy. So there's a, a real effect that happens. that starts with entrepreneurship. <coughs> but locally, I mean, this again applies this might be something that is lived out in a boardroom on how you make decisions how you create a corporate culture Um, Mm -hmm. there are some really good businesses that are creating positive corporate cultures with chaplaincies with mentoring with things that are very specifically designed to love people toward the kingdom of God within their corporate culture. Mm. Hey, today we're broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee, on location at Lipscomb University. Check them out online, lipscomb.edu forward slash business. You can find out more for the Center for Business as Mission. And again, this is made uh, possible through a partnership with the C12 Music City guys. Dwayne Murray, you've been just waiting with bated breath uh, to ask yeah, a question. This conversation, no, is uh, I had the personal story kind of version of this which was i have a son who's going to college and he's thinking about getting into missions and everybody's saying you need to do business as mission but this this principle that you're talking about rob that not as a cover but as a legitimate business mm-hmm. in order to be there and and not only did did he pursue that as an international degree and start moving towards that and get a business degree but as i'm going across in, in different parts of the world as an executive pastor missions pastor i'm seeing this walked out i'm seeing where uh, people that are living out their faith as a part of what they're doing through their business is having a huge impact. And all of a sudden, my, the light bulb goes on my own head. This is a great concept. I bet this would work really well back in the U.S. We ought to do this in the U.S. And as I came back and really prodding our church to say, hey, well, how much more could we do if we were actually living out our faith in our workplace, in the, in the aspects of the community that we're engaged in? Well, the more I talked about it, the more I said, Let me, let's just do that together. And actually, that's part of what led me into C12 was – I was in a role as a pastor. I was I was trying to lead and disciple people, and let's be light and salt in our communities where we are. And it was that it was that impetus really that led me to say, "No, I need to I need to demonstrate this. I need to be in the marketplace helping leaders walk this out through their businesses." But I want to go back to what something that Dwayne just said, Rob Touchstone from Lipscomb University. He's talking about why can't we do this in the U.S. So you're teaching your students practically on how to really put a business plan into action, how to send money ahead, how to take those skills and help somebody in a, in a developing nation develop a, a, a business. Have you guys tried that in the urban environs right here in Nashville? So we, we teach a, a principle, um, lean principle of entrepreneurship, where you're going to really think about a customer's need and then develop a solution out of that. Um, so we practice it partially locally by students actually starting those businesses in class. Some of those businesses launch and will will take root. Uh, some even while they're students in the class, some will graduate and then go and open those businesses right here in Nashville or back wherever they decide to go. 
Okay, um, let me just ask a question maybe better. There is such a need for developing entrepreneurs in the urban environs across the United States because poverty is just as thick there as in some developing nations. How can we take the skills that you're teaching right here at Lipscomb, your students teaching them biblical entrepreneurship, how can you take those skills and invest in urban environments across the country? Music City USA is what they call it, and we're on location at Lipscomb University. Now you're going, Lipscomb University? I've never heard. Am I saying it right, Rob? Touchdown? You're saying it exactly Lipscomb right. Lipscomb University. A little more accent, though. No, I'm not going to do the southern. accent. I don't want to insult any <laughs> Southerners here that may be listening today. <laughs> Lipscomb.edu forward slash business is where I want you to check them out. We've got Rob Touchstone here. He's the director of the Center for Business as Mission. Or is it executive director, super director, superman? What is your title? Uh, director. director. Act- <laughs> nice. Okay. And this was made possible because Dwayne Murray was a C12 group right here in, in Nashville. Was really just, uh, why were you looking for, how did you run across Rob No, Touchstone? it was great. Uh, Dr. Eldridge, who's the dean of the business school here, uh, invited us to, actually was interested in C12 group and finding out more about what C12 group is all about. So I came to meet with him, and as I walked up the stairs, I see this sign pointing me towards business's mission. So I had to make that part of the conversation. What, what's this business's mission about? Mm-hmm. He walks me down, introduces me to Rob, and that started off a great conversation that we're enjoying continuing today well we were sure appreciate that okay so we want to go back to the question i asked right before the break you're teaching your students practical things on how to start up businesses and how to take the knowledge that they're learning in school and investing it in others to help them start their businesses run their businesses how are you applying that here in Nashville in your own urban environments, which in a lot of ways are just like the, the developing nation's urban environments? How are you bringing that home? Yeah, it's a great question because we do really feel like it's just as important locally to engage in business as mission as it is globally. So we're launching something actually just in a few weeks as an accelerator program designed to teach business skills to immigrants and refugees right here at Nashville. So we're partnering with the Hispanic Family Foundation and actually partnering with New York Life, uh, their Nashville branch, to um, teach an, an accelerator program where we're going to identify 10 um, immigrants and refugees who are looking to open a business, and we're going to teach them the basic skill set that they would need to move that idea toward reality. Um, so we're going to do that at first very relationally. We're going to enjoy uh, a meal together each time, get to know them first, and then uh, after we enjoy some food together, then we're going to get into some very specific classes, and our students are going to be engaged in helping teach back what they've learned here. This is really important because not only it does it emphasize the local as much as it does the global, but it is creating impact right here uh, by by focusing on not only the entrepreneurial that will come, but then the jobs that will be created out of those businesses that they would start. So it's an impact on the community and keeps it local. Mm, that's fabulous. So um, I, oh, I had had a you thought. Had a question. I did. I was so excited to right. share it. If and you then lost I it, in. I got another question. Go okay. So I, you know, I see on the wall and I, and I saw when we walked in, you've got this I don't know if you call it a ministry. It's a business tree called The Well. Tell us about this. Where did it come from and and, and what's it all about? So this is how I got into business as mission. I was a youth minister for most of my career. And some of my uh, career, I was frustrated by the the fact that most of what we were focused on was getting people into our church buildings. And while I loved the church and the institution of the church, I felt like we were missing, at least in my context, the ability or even the mechanism to actually integrate our faith into the fabric of our immediate culture, uh, in our case, Nashville. So I was trying to think about how to better and more creatively do that, and God gave me this vision for a coffee house. And so the well is a coffee house. 
that is designed to uh, create a great product. So we serve uh, what I think is one of Nashville's best cups of coffee. Dwayne, was it a good cup of coffee? One of the best I've ever had. Okay. All right, just checking. And the reason I lead with that is because we want to lead with a great product. We think the product and the experience, the customer service, breaks down a layer or a barrier that gives us what you might say permission to even talk about faith. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're not pushing our faith upon customers, but we're creating an environment and an atmosphere where we're hoping for a customer to walk away, uh, much like the story of Jesus meeting a woman uh, at a well. That's part of the reason we're named the well, um, is that we want them to walk away, even if they're not convinced that Jesus is Messiah, saying, you have to come back. Like the woman leaves the story, uh, uh, the encounter with Jesus saying, could this be the Messiah? Mm -hmm. We hope people will walk away from the experience uh, at the well saying, who are these people? And we're not even sure exactly who this Jesus is that they uh, that they do this in the name of, but we're curious and we're interested to find out more. So we uh, we fund clean water wells. So we give all of our profits away. So we, we actually established this business as a nonprofit. We give all of our profits away to fund clean water wells. Um, and to do that, we create a great product and serve customers. We host uh, a lot of events in our store. And I pastor a church that meets inside the store on Sunday mornings, uh, right in the midst of us being open as a marketplace type church. How many locations do you have here in Nashville? Four in Nashville, and then we have a store in Fishers, Indiana. Okay. So this is, I mean, how often do you get your students from Center for uh, Business's Mission involved in the well to see business's mission in action. It really works out nicely because we have one of our stores right across the street from campus. So it's like a living demonstration of of what I get to talk about in the classroom. So obviously we could go over and have a class there, but students can sometimes, uh, there's an opportunity for a student to work with us. So a student will uh, learn about it in the classroom and then go over and become a barista or or work on our staff. So it's really fun to see them engage, um, not only as a student learning about it, but then practicing it. And so it's really convenient that one of our stores is right across the street from the university. So that's another advantage of studying it here is you can see at least one example um, of business as mission right across the street. And we're in the midst of here in Nashville of some really great social enterprises. So tell me how a customer encounters Jesus when they're in the well. So we train our baristas to think about customer service as loving the customer toward the kingdom of God. So we don't ask them to try and convert the customer with words. Uh, Certainly they're not going to ask them where they're going to spend eternity as they're serving them their coffee or latte. But what they are empowered to do is to come out from behind the counter to engage the customers in a a loving way, in a way that's beyond just, I mean, every business is is seeking to serve a customer in some way or another, but we're seeking to do that in a way that uh, creates a curiosity. So it may not be with words, but with actions. Mm -hmm. And so the most intentional way we talk about it is uh, in the store. Sometimes we'll host events um, where we're talking uh, about faith specifically. And on Sunday mornings uh, is the most vocal time when I'm in the store talking about the, the reason behind what the well does as a faith venture. Mm -hmm. And in those conversations, I'm simply inviting people to join in the conversation. And in that conversation, we talk openly about faith. uh, We share communion together. We do things that are open invitation, open table. And do you have the same people coming every Sunday and then like the customers just can kind of over, oversee it and join if they want? Is that kind we of have the a atmosphere? Core, core group of people okay. that are always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a part of, um, you know, a group that is uh, journeying uh, on, the, on the road toward um, loving others through the coffee right. house. But most of the time 
we don't know who's going to be in the store. Mm-hmm. And that's the, really the mm-hmm. goal is to be a marketplace church that is not real sure what's going to happen every Sunday when we walk in. We've encountered people who are on the verge of suicide, people that are atheists, people that are practicing other religions who have come into a relationship with Christ mm. through the encounter at the store in the marketplace. And in all those, they would all tell you, if you would have, if you would have met me and invited me to a church building, yeah. not a chance. No. Where do they find out about the well online? Uh, wellcoffeehouse.com uh, is our website. Wellcoffeehouse.com. And if somebody listening to the show says, I'd like to do that in my own community, can you help them replicate this in other parts of the country? So one of the things we do as a center is that we are able to, to advise and consult. So we, um, we do a lot of uh, teaching and modeling for those that are interested in learning more about how to practice business as mission as an entrepreneur if they're not a student here. So, you know, oftentimes I'll meet with someone and tell them the story of the well, give them an overview of business as mission. And my goal in that case is just to equip them and to, mm-hmm. and to provide a framework for them to head out, certainly willing to follow up with them as well. Awesome. You know, Jim, one of the things that I would like to just encourage our listeners is if they or someone that they know is thinking about getting a business degree, that this is an element, no matter what school they're looking at, to find out really how they're connecting the biblical principles with the business degree, because it really does make a huge difference in the education that people are getting. And it's exciting to hear that schools are doing that. So thank you for your part in that process. Who is the perfect student for Lipscomb University's uh, Center for Business's mission and the whole school of business? If a student loves business and loves the kingdom of God, we're, we're saying to them, you don't have to only go and get a Bible degree and then figure out how to, how to fit that into being missional. We're saying, let us teach you the practical skill of business and teach you a theology that, that is integrated fully into that. So if you love business, you love kingdom of God, you love mission, uh, then Lipscomb's the right place for you. Lipscomb.edu forward slash business. And how do you see this partnership with C12 Group moving forward? I mean, now that you're, you just get a little bit of exposure, what do you think C12 can do for you guys? I feel like we're on a very similar path, and that is that we care deeply about the kingdom of God through the lens of business specifically. And um, so I, I'm excited about further cultivating this relationship and seeing uh, what ways that we can work together, uh, not only to maybe enhance the ways that we academically uh, engage in business's mission, but practically, how do we um, how do we Perfect. explore our network? Awesome. Dwayne, what do you think? Oh, I'm excited. We, the immigrant uh, piece that he was talking about, actually, we're talking to the same person, Fadi Al-Hagal, who's a Syrian uh, refugee that's mm-hmm. working with a lot of leaders, and we have a great opportunity there. I can't wait to see what happens in Nashville, Tennessee. Dwayne Murray with C12 Group, C12 Music City, and Rob Touchstone with Lipscomb University, lipscomb.edu forward slash business. Thank you, gentlemen, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.